Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Networks. I'm Gareth Spence. In today's episode, I'm talking to the original NFV guy, Grayson Pate, to discuss a paper he's just published on strategies for UCPE success. During our conversation, we talk about UCPE adoption, misconceptions about cost and complexity, and what users really need to do to get the most from this solution. Here's the show. Grayson, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Gareth. My pleasure. I'm always happy to talk about NFV. Before we dive into the topic, I do wonder about that moniker of yours, NFV Guy. How did that come about? Sure. In the early days of NFV, Light Reading ran some events, and at one point they showed up with a bunch of NFV Guy and NFV Gal stickers. So I quickly grabbed one of those, put it on my notebook, put it on my office, put it on my laptop, and I became one of the, the, one of the NFV guys. Uh, glad to see that uh, you still think of me as the NFV guy. Well, yeah, I, you know, I've seen the suitcase and I've seen some of those stickers. So for me, you will always be the original. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, let's dive into the meat of this then. So for anyone unfamiliar with UCPE, can you give me a quick primer on it? Universal CPE or UCPE is based on Network Functions Virtualization or NFE. So it all starts from that that base. And NFE is about bringing the power of the cloud to telecom. The telcos invented NFE so they could replace fixed appliances like routers with software running on standard servers. They wanted to be more like the cloud guys and be able to ride Moore's Law from the standpoint of, of compute power and get the benefits of an open and multi-vendor ecosystem. And UCPE is what we call NFE being applied to the customer site. And in that case, we take a standard server and deploy it to the customer site to host networking functions. And that's what we mean by universal CPE or UCPE. Okay, now we've covered the basics. Let's uh, talk about the paper that you've published on six key strategies for UCPE success. And I'd like to spend a little time on each of these strategies to understand what's involved in really getting the best from UCPE. So if we start right at the top, what is strategy number one? Well, it should be no surprise that it's to start with a truly multi-vendor approach. And I emphasize this because there's a lot of fake openness out there. And that's people who claim to be supporting an open and multi-vendor approach, but, but don't in reality. And in fact, I recently wrote a blog called Beware of Dinos or Disaggregation in Name Only. And telcos and enterprises need to be aware of suppliers who say things like, my system is disaggregated, but all the parts must come from me. Or they might say something like, my system works with third-party virtual network functions or VNFs, but I have to approve them. Or you have to pay me for the onboarding. Or their function is limited. Another one we hear is, my special component works in a disaggregated system, but that's complicated. It's better if you get everything from me. And, And the one I love is this last one. My system will be disaggregated in the future. In the meantime, I'll give you a discount. It's incredible they say that. Do they really promise disaggregation as some type of vague roadmap item? Yes, uh, and promise being the operative word. And then they try to lock it in with discounts, usually tied to a larger solution. So that's what happens when people don't have any other options or the suppliers. And that's why we think it's essential that customers work with partners who support an open and multi-vendor approach rather than trying to force suppliers to change their behavior. And at ADVA, we certainly uh, uh, embrace that open approach. 
And if you take a look at the solution brief, you can see a summary of the third-party hardware and software solutions that we support. And I will say that it's quite an extensive list. Looking at the paper, I see that strategy number two is about ensuring the solution is deployable at scale. How should users do that? Well, the way that users do that is by selecting a solution that's optimized for operations. We've talked for a long time at ADV about the three pillars of UCP being networking, operations, and choice. And in this case, we're talking about that operational aspect. So here's a, a set of attributes to look for. So th this is a long list, so hang on. The first one is zero-touch support. And what we mean by that is the ability to turn these sites up without a truck roll. And this is important, especially in a COVID and post-COVID world. With this type of feature, you can drop ship a server directly to the customer, unconfigured, activate it remotely, even if there's no wireline access by use of LTE. The next aspect is centralized administration. And that means being able to manage all aspects of the edge cloud infrastructure from a centralized site. And that includes managing updates of the NFE platform, upgrading the, the virtual network function or containerized network function images, service chain edits, monitoring, and troubleshooting. Another important one is Mano as a service. And that's where we take the Mano and make it accessible in a software as a service or SaaS model. And that really simplifies the initial integration and deployment of the UCPE. I always enjoy hearing the acronyms in our industry. And you mentioned the Mano. For people not familiar, what is Mano? Yeah, good question. And it is easy to get wrapped up in the acronyms. In this case, Mano is management and orchestration. And that talks about the creation of the service change, the monitoring of the virtual network functions, the turn-up of services. And this is a standard application or set of applications that run on a local server or in the cloud. But that has to be installed and maintained. Our Mano as a service takes that complexity off the table, making it much quicker for the initial deployment of services without having to go through that integration of the, of the Mano. And, and continuing on the Mano theme, we another one that we think is important is providing end-user control. Our open Mano enables the service provider to extend the management of private edge workspace to the end user. And that usually is accomplished through a user portal. And that lets the end user take control of what's in essence an edge cloud running on their prem. And that comes into the uh, next aspect is we support multiple options for the embedded microcloud. Our view is that if you're going to bring the value of the cloud to the telco, you should have all the, the aspects of the cloud, including the ability to manage these virtual machines and service chains. And we can do that either by embedding OpenStack into the end device for a, a cloud in a box, or we can omit the OpenStack and use the KVM aspect for lightweight deployment. Uh, continuing on with the operational aspects, there's disaster recovery. We can take snapshots of the running service chain and archive them on a USB stick so that if the server fails, you can drop ship in a new one. And rather than having to download everything over a potentially slow link, you can inst instantly uh, restore service. And that really facilitates meeting tight service level agreements. Uh, security is a, a big consideration, and that includes both the securing of the the management connection back into the cloud, as well as securing the ports and virtual network functions within the edge cloud uh, to prevent unauthorized access. 
And one last one I'll mention is dynamic service chains. And this is a really important one, especially if you're running end-user applications on the device. If you look at a simpler model that some people use where you have heat templates, this is a way to configure a service chain by basically scrapping everything that's on there and rewriting it. And that, that would incur a long service outage. With our dynamic service editing, we can make very incremental chains, changes to a live service change. And if there's end-user applications running, they are not affected at all. So that, that's a long list, but these are the types of operational aspects that are essential for ensuring UCPE success. Okay, that covers strategy number one and number two. What is number three? Well, this one's about money, uh, specifically the cost of the software and the solution. And what I recommend is that users look for suppliers with flexible and success-based pricing. So the first part is flexibility. At Adva, we offer both perpetual and subscription models so that you can work this into either a CapEx or OpEx type budgeting, whatever, whatever fits your economic model. And regarding success-based, our licensing scales with both the features and the number of nodes deployed. So the bottom line is you only pay for what you need. And this is really important on the Mano where we have no upfront costs. You're only paying for the managed nodes. So if you think about a service when you're first turning it up and you're getting the Mano up and running and integrated and defining your service chains, in our model, you wouldn't pay anything. You only start to pay when you're rolling out services. So bottom line is we don't make money until you make money. And we found that our customers really like that. Uh, it also in ensures that our interests are aligned with their interests and everybody's working together to get the services rolled out. That sounds great. We make money when you make money. Yeah, no risk for the customer. Yeah, people like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we're halfway through this list now, and we're moving on to number four. And I see that we're focusing on starting simple. So what is your advice to users here? Yeah, it, it is simple. It's don't, boil, don't boil the ocean. With a solution like ours, you can start off with very simple applications and use the UCPE to replace existing fixed routers or SD-WAN appliances. And that's a one-for-one, like-for-like replacement. But with our solution, you can deploy many of these services with no additional VNFs, so you actually get a cost reduction. So same services at a lower cost. But the big benefit is that with our built-in routing and security functions, you not only get a out-of-the-box solution that works, you still get the openness that people are looking for when they move to these virtualized solutions. So you get a today solution that meets your requirements but can support tomorrow's applications. So that, that really is a true win-win. Some great recommendations so far, and we're nearing the end now. So the last two, what is strategy number five? This is another simple one, and that's upsell. I mentioned how with our solution, you could start simple and provide today services. But the real value is deploying a platform that you can do an upsell. You could start somebody off with a simple managed access and then allow them to upgrade to, say, a managed security service or overlay a SD-WAN service. And if you think about SD-WAN, this is often used for building overlay VPNs. And sometimes if you think about a merger and acquisition, you might need to support a 
an SD-WAN solution for a time-limited basis during the, the M&A integration, say. And with this open solution, you can offer time-based services because you don't have to go and deploy a new box for that. It also opens the door for try-before-you-buy offerings. If you think about internet services, uh, video services, all these types of things almost always have free 10 days, free two weeks, free 30 days. And the reason they can do that is, number one, the incremental cost is very low, and number two, the take rate is very high. Now, operators can do the same sort of thing. They could offer a, a uh, security service, you know, 30 days free. Their incremental cost is very low, and they have a very good chance of converting that into recurring revenue. So by decoupling the services from the underlying hardware, you open the door to upselling services that you have today as well as future services that you haven't even defined. Okay, we're now down to the down to the final strategy. I feel like there should be a drum roll here. Have you saved the the most important one until the, the last? Yeah, I think so. And and the reason is is because it is the call to action and that is start now. We've seen that a lot of innovative service providers and enterprises have realized that UCP brings real value and they've started to roll out these innovative services. But we've seen others that keep getting tripped up by either a fear of complexity or waiting for the next best thing. So let me give you an example. Today, most of these virtual network functions are implemented as virtual machines. We know that containerized services are on the way. We support that today, but there's very few containerized network functions or cloud-native functions. So you have a group of people who are saying, well, we'll continue to roll out boxes and then we'll migrate when those CNFs become available. And the problem with that is the next thing will come along and then the next thing. With our open solution, you can start with today's technology, such as VNFs running in virtual machines. You can layer on cloud-native functions as they become available and you can get started now and realize all these benefits without blocking your, your future upgrades. Okay, that's everything from Prasin. If you'd like to read the paper we discussed and learn more about UCP success, the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening.